0: Bismillah Rahman Rahim The Spiritual Seeker Nazardin, in attempting to cross the river, had fallen in several times. His attempts seemed fruitless. He was soaked, hungry, and irritated. A fellow on the other side of the river, seeing someone had made it across, yelled, Hey. How do I don't want to get to the other side of the river? Nasruddin yelled back, You are on the other side. I'd like to talk to you today about being a spiritual seeker. Because I'm a Sufi, I'll be giving you a Sufi point of view. Being a spiritual seeker Well, the quest is worthy and will alter your life, but entries to that world are many and very often confusing. Do you know what direction to go? What your destination is? To know where you're going, you may need to know where you and others have been. And now a heads up for those interested in psychedelics, drugs magic, mystical experiences, ayahuasca and deprivation tanks and things like that, nothing is free. Not even in spiritual work. There's always something that must be exchanged. Think of the first law of thermodynamics. Energy cannot be created or destroyed in an isolated system. So, if you want an ecstatic or mystical experience immediately, there will be an exorbitantly high price to pay. Things like uh, suffering mental or physical problems will generally follow. Why? Because when you follow an established spiritual path it means that it prepares you gently and appropriately for those kind of experiences. You begin to understand them in context. You become readied by preparing a foundation. Not following an established spiritual path means you're not clear where you're going, what your intention is, what the purpose is, and the proper way to get there. And just like entering a new city, you wanna make sure you have some idea of the territory you're entering. You don't want to accidentally stumble into the dangerous areas. So, having a guide, someone who's been there before, will give you both security, confidence, And the ability to return on your own. Heading untrodden and blindly going into what you hope is spiritual understanding can actually take you exactly opposite to where you think you should go or drop you into an unknown and gorgeously compelling but useless place. So, observe... And keep your focus on your heart. The trick is not to get distracted. There are many barkers, salespeople, shiny, pretty things that you will be attracted to. I was. Some of it was a lot of time wasting, but it taught me the difference between the true and the false gold. I'd like you to go about seeking smarter than me. So I'm gonna talk with you about some of the things I have learned, and everyone will have different opinions and experiences, and I can only speak of my own dead ends, failures, and unintended successes. And for those of you asking where I ended up, I now teach Suvism under the guidance of my Sheikh. If you want to know more about my path, continue along with these podcasts, or you can read my book, Getting Out of the Way Living Sufism, on Amazon and iBooks. I often refer to the heart in a spiritual context. And when I speak of the heart, I'm not talking about an idea or a concept or a mental construct. I'm talking about feeling the presence of your heart, viscerally, physically, as well as spiritually. Your job is to learn how to process the information of experiences appropriately. If you're a seeker for spiritual understanding, you will need a toolkit to balance, weigh, and assess the information. In your research, you will come across outrageous claims, promises, paradoxical statements, conspiracy theories, offers of gifts of powers. Some will say it will all be better in the next world or worse, they are going to tell you the truth. So let's power up our intelligences and see if we can find a healthy way of setting up some signposts that will help us map spiritual paths. First, it should accord with science. And if it is not provable through observation and experimentation, then you should at least be able to test the teachings at some point, you know, be able to apply them in your life. And your questions should be encouraged. For example, the concept of creation. Science has definitely proven through DNA and fossil evidence that this world was created approximately 4.5 billion years ago. The dating is based on evidence from radiometric age dating of meteorite material consistent with radiometric ages of the oldest known terrestrial and lunar samples, and of course, we still have some holes in the timeline, but even a rudimentary understanding of life must include dinosaurs and explain the existence of trilobites and shells found on mountaintops. Denial of obvious reality indicates a serious lapse in intelligence and reasoning. If a holy book says something not physically and verifiably true, perhaps it's true in a different metaphorical or allegorical sense, requiring thought and reflective process called thinking. A unique ability not usually exercised by humans. To be an effective spiritual seeker, one must learn how to ask the right questions. So let's talk about how to ask good questions. There are questions which will address and lead you towards what you're looking for. And then there are questions which will lead you in circles, spirals, and make the journey more confusing. So let's imagine that this material world is a living metaphor for the spiritual world. On this side of the divide, We make a living and provide for ourselves and others using barter, favors, and money. In the spiritual world, there is also a cost for everything. And you have to decide how much you are willing to give up to go forward. And we'll talk about this later on. But just a quick aside. In Sufism, we say to die before you die. Meaning, get rid of your attachments as soon as possible, so that you can be clear on your goal. In your initial search, asking, for example, what is the truth, that might be a bad question. It's a question that's impossible to resolve at this stage because you are not ready for some of the answers. So if you keep moving forward, you'll pass through various veils of understanding and what you don't understand now may eventually become clear. So you put those things in your backpack and pull them out when you have a better understanding. I started college as a philosophy major. (laughs) Don't do that. And if you take a philosophy class and study Western philosophers, their questions and reasonings are so off the mark because the philosophers themselves are so confused and get easily distracted by their own thoughts and their thinking. So when starting to seek spiritual answers, I suggest avoiding the German, French, and English philosophers like Kant, Sartre, Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Hegel, and compared to Asian Middle Eastern thinkers, Western philosophy appears childish and ill-prepared to follow through in reference to the big picture. They seem to enjoy hearing themselves spinning in little circles without ever evolving into clarity. Why? Well, I think they make too many assumptions. Their ignorance in some of the basic spiritual concepts and miss many basic points, thereby avoiding the important and relevant questions. you got to start simply, quietly, and allow time to reflect and test. So, Western philosophy hasn't been around long enough to actually come up with answers to some of the big questions, and Eastern thought has a lot better reference points. Now, some Greek philosophers, like Plotinus may be a better place if you're looking for Western thought, though he was most likely influenced by Eastern teachings. So the questions we begin to ask are, well, who am I? Why is there suffering? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is our purpose? How do I achieve fulfillment? Much of the wisdom of the East is now available in every language, as is the profound and practical teachings of most of the indigenous nations from around the world who have much to teach us. So, as a seeker of spiritual wisdom... There's some other traps I've experienced that I'd like to share with you. And perhaps where I got lost, you will notice and so avoid falling in. One trap I got stuck in was believing or being attracted to charismatic gurus and preachers. And they're almost in every faith, sect, cult. Every religion has them and very often they're subtle manipulators, salespeople who take your energy rather than caring about you. Some are aware of what they do and others do it because they can and because we let them and because we're gullible and naive. Now, no major spiritual path will or should advocate or teach you about success, sex, money, power, self. Each one of those is a trap and a dead end. If someone says they'll make you successful, rich, or loved, this is not going to end well. This also goes for the channelers palm readers, tarot readers, and astrologers. Those are all dead ends. They do not keep you moving towards spiritual wisdom. They're traps. And remember, anything can be a trap if it distracts you from learning to know your heart. I'm not saying you shouldn't explore. Once you begin to look for things of a spiritual nature, as though the sky opens up and you are amazed at all the information that is available. And as a spiritual seeker, you're welcome to poke your fingers in as many pies or mix metaphors, window shop as much as you like. Taste what's out there. However, when you don't wish to waste any more time, that is when you will realize that the most important thing you can do is to learn how to listen to your heart. When you know that, then you're ready for the next phase of the journey. You'll know and appreciate that your heart is your greatest asset. It is the pearl of greatest price. And then the next question is, how do I know when it's my heart I am hearing? That's the real work. The spiritual path is about learning how to listen to your heart and not your attachments, desires, culture, family, religion, books, teachers, wishes, Etc. The ability to distinguish between self and heart requires a sound and practical spiritual path. Any teaching that advises or condones shortcuts or claims to make you rich or powerful is one I suggest you avoid. A spiritual path needs to be applicable in daily life as well as a method of attaining and maintaining a connection with the divine or sacred. Whatever you call the intelligence of this universe, that is what your heart is connected to. Awakening and opening that connection should be the ultimate goal of your life. It is what makes life fulfilling in the next discussion I will talk about spiritual abuse and there's all manner of spiritual abuses verbal emotional manipulative passive aggressive and please send your questions and comments to my email ibrahim at vspiegel.com or comment below and I'll try to address the ones most appropriate. Thanks for listening. Salaam alaikum. Salam alaikum, marids, seekers, curious and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney where we do Zikr, Sobet, spiritual counseling and healing services. We believe the message should be free. But it costs equipment, rental services, software and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website AnsariSufiOrder.org you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you blessings and love the Australian Ansari Sufi Order